Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to another episode, hey Jewel. Hi Em. How you doing over there? We're recording a lot later than normal. Out of very much necessity. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you guys what happened because basically Julie and I knew there was no way we were going to get an episode up on Monday just because there was kind of a lack of stories. And we thought if we recorded a little bit later on and we let the day go on that more things would come out. But never in our wildest dreams did we expect that Ben Affleck and JLo were going to be spending almost a week together in Montana on the same day that we had a lack of content for our podcast. Quite literally, ask and you shall receive. Julie, that really rocked me. Like, not to be dramatic, but I am floored by this. I have to say, I don't even think I've had time to process the actual news because I've been so focused on the fact that we actually had a story to talk about. (laughs) Julie was really nervous and understandably so. I mean, we were getting later in the day and fewer things were happening. But this one, this was, to me, absolutely deserving of waiting till Tuesday. First of all, if we had released an episode where it was just us talking about basically nothing and then we didn't get this in because we had released it, we would have beat ourselves up for the rest of the week. I know. And the thing is, and I was saying this to Julie earlier, I'm kind of annoyed that last week we had such an intense conversation about it because I don't want to feel repetitive, but I do feel like this kind of changes things. We can talk about it in almost a different light. Yeah, last week was kind of the pre-course, the prerequisite, and now we're on to 101. We keep the story keeps evolving and we just get to keep following it. But we did the whole recap last week, the whole here's what you missed from 2002 to 2004. So now we get to really bring it to the present. Yeah, and I'm thrilled about that. And I'm sure we'll get into this obviously, but I know a lot of people were asking basically, is this real or is this just a PR move? And I guess my answer to that is either way, it's fun to talk about. And I feel like we can have great discussions, whichever way it's framed. Exactly. Thank God this happened, Julie. Really, thank God this happened. I, You're telling me. <laughs> okay. Anything else you'd like to mention or shall we begin? We shall begin. As you guys know, every week we're highlighting a Black-owned business, and this week it's called Greer Chicago. This is such a cool website. They have stationery, office supplies, notebooks, greeting cards. They actually have stores in New York and in Chicago, but I'll put the website and the Instagram in the description as always. It's a really, really cool website. Okay. So last Sunday, May 2nd, was the Vax Live concert in LA, and JLo and Ben were both there. They were not spotted together. There was no talk about that at all. Everybody just knew that they were going to be in the same vicinity. Apparently, what happened was after that, 
They took a private jet together to Yellowstone Club in Montana, where they were vacationing for about a week. Keep in mind, Ben does have a home in Big Sky, but apparently they were staying at this resort. And according to sources, they were totally alone. It was just the two of them. (laughs) We really know nothing else other than the fact that apparently they've been in touch and they, quote, picked up right where they left off. A-Rod is totally shocked. Again, I can't really preach to the accuracy of what we're hearing, but we do know for a fact they were spotted together in Montana and they were staying there for multiple days together. This is so wild. It's fucking crazy, Julie. It is wild. I cannot believe that 16 years later or so, we are reliving this. The speed in which we've ended and then arrived here is mind-boggling to me. Well, last week, I remember us saying that, you know, some people kind of had this approach of like, okay, yeah, they're exes, but can't two grown adults be spotted out together and have there not be romantic rumors swirling? And we were saying, yes, of course, but also when it's Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, that's just going to happen. However, I feel even more validated this week because they're on vacation together. Like what? I don't even know. Obviously, last week was just the shock factor of the two of them being seen together after all these years. No one was 100% sure whether this was the first time they had really seen each other in a while had they stayed in touch all these years like there was a lot of conflicting stories going around but the reunion in and of itself was enough of a news story I didn't expect that one week later we would be talking about them being on vacation together I don't think anybody could have seen that coming because again the timeline here just kind of doesn't make sense Well, so according to the E! News article that was released this morning, apparently after she got back from the Dominican Republic where she was filming Shotgun Wedding, that's when he kind of reached out to her to see how she was doing. We spoke about that. And I guess they have had dinner together a few times since then. And that, again, like I said, who knows if this is real, but according to the article, quote, the chemistry is unreal. So it makes me think, did things just really progress from literally a month or so ago when she first got back? I don't know if it's the cynic in me, but I can't see this as anything other than a PR move. Is that your is that your stance right now? I don't know because the timeline here and how quick it's moving and how quickly she's apparently moved on from A-Rod does match up with J-Lo's past. Obviously, we know that this is very much how JLo operates. There's just something about this one specifically, the A-Rod to Ben Affleck move on that just seems, it seems almost fake. Like somebody made this up in a fever dream and we're all just going along with it. So I don't know. I'm having a hard time finding it to be a genuine thing that's happening. It feels so PR to me, but I could be wrong. Oh, no, listen, it feels PR to me too, just in the sense that I find JLo to be so unbelievably calculated. That being said, I don't really know how this puts Ben, this level of speculation, I'm talking, you know, going away together for a week, puts Ben in such a more advantageous light. I understand it maybe from JLo's perspective, kind of, but it's a little bit confusing to me from the Ben angle. And then I guess, I don't know what you want to call it, the hopeless romantic, or maybe just some naivety has me wondering, well, maybe there was unfinished business. We always knew that A-Rod was kind of seemingly more into her than she was into him. And then I kind of started asking myself all of these questions in my mind. I have no idea if that's 
at all true, but I do wonder all of those things. Yeah, there's a lot of questions here. I mean, to me, it's so the other way around because in my eyes, it gives Ben so much positive PR. Like I saw a tweet today that was like, he already looks hotter. He already looks hotter than he has in the past 10 years just being in the front seat of that car with J-Lo. I actually don't specifically know what this does for J-Lo herself. I mean, I understand creating hype around the movie, creating hype around her. I understand all of the classic typical things that you would derive from a calculated PR move like this. But if you're talking about J-Lo, who's already seen as such a PR machine, the moving on to Ben Affleck so quickly after almost makes her seem like robotic, doesn't it? Or am I wrong there? No, you're not wrong. Although the question that I wonder, because I think you're right, is when has she ever tried to stray away from potentially being perceived as robotic when it comes to these types of things? That's my first question. And then my second question is, I think that the goal for her, yeah, there's hype around the movie, but there would be hype around the movie no matter what. I feel like it's just the further and further separation from A-Rod. And I really think, like I've said this a million times, she was so turned off by that entire situation. And what better way to completely get A-Rod and J-Lo, A-Rod and J-Lo out of the press than Ben Affleck? And just to go back to what you said, you're right about how so many people find this to be a really positive thing for Ben in terms of the way that he's perceived. But Jayla doesn't do anything for somebody else's sake. So there has to be something that she finds to be a benefit for herself. I can't believe how much hype is around this one. I have to assume mediocre rom-com because first of all, you've already started the movie off with the fact that the original role was supposed to be army hammer. Then Mm -hmm. you have J-Lo with the A-Rod breakup. Again, there was speculation about whether J-Lo and Lenny Kravitz were going to become a couple because he's in the movie. And now on top of that, you now have them vacationing for a week together, J-Lo and Ben Affleck. How could one movie get so much PR surrounding it? I mean, we're talking about Shotgun Wedding Year. This is not, I would imagine, an Oscar award-winning film. So that can't, to me, there's no way that that is the number one goal here. There's a million things that she can do to create press for a movie. I just don't think that a week-long vacation in Montana with Ben Affleck is the commitment she's going to give to this particular film. No, of course not. And I obviously don't believe that to be the case for this one film. I think it's more of the joke about this is the current project that she's working on. And there's obviously so much PR surrounding it for basically absolutely no reason. I think that it's, It's just general PR for her. Something that we spoke about last week was just the thing with J-Lo is that she is everywhere and she has been everywhere for quite some time now. And she just continues to stay so present in our minds and the media and everywhere we look. And this is just another way of being able to do that, whether it's genuine or not. If she is in a real relationship with Ben right now, if they are really reconnecting and hanging out, there is still always going to be the element of that that's feeding into how present JLo is in our lives. If this isn't real, if this is entirely a PR strategy and it's about separating her from A-Rod and kind of moving on to the next chapter of her life and, you know, Ben obviously gets to look good because he's rekindling with JLo, then that's still, you know what I mean? It just, no matter what way you shape this and no matter what way you're looking at it, it still has an element of PR to it, even if you think it's genuine. Of course, of course. But let's just take option A for a second, the one where, yes, while there is an element to PR, this is really more so a genuine rekindling that they're doing. Can we just talk about that? Because 
when Julie and I were going over the outline and we were just like talking about it for a second, I was like, wait a second, does this mean that they like slept in the same room? And she immediately responded, was like, yeah, of course. And then she was like, wait, do they? And I was like, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. Your guess is as good as mine because I'm just lost here. Is this a situation where they're in Montana for the week and they're just getting away from it all and they're just like, for lack of a more eloquent phrase, fucking like rabbits? Wow, you really escalated the situation. Because that's what I want to know. I'm. That's what I have to wonder. I'm sorry. I just, I can't help but think, did they get right back where they left off? I have absolutely not a clue in the world. I have no ability to wrap my head around this situation and try and analyze it as if this is really happening because my brain can't comprehend that. Okay, but let me reframe our thinking for a second. Pretend that we weren't on a podcast and let's say whatever our predictions are, we're going to be so wrong and it wouldn't be wildly embarrassing. If we were just talking about this together and we didn't have to maybe even subconsciously consider the fact that we could be so painfully wrong, what would your gut tell you if you had to really get in touch with your gut? I'm telling you, I still don't know. Yeah. I don't think I do either. I like. I think I just want to believe that it's real. Not because, let me be very clear, I do not think that they are endgame by any means. And again, I could be totally wrong on that. I just don't believe it. I want to believe that this is a realistic situation where it is as simple as JLo getting back with her ex as a potential rebound from a breakup. Because, and I've seen a lot of memes about that, it's the most relatable thing about JLo. It really is when you think about it. That she got back with her ex? After a breakup. The most unrelatable thing about JLo is how quickly she moves on because I think everyone else is out here being like, wow, I still haven't moved on from that person I was talking to four years ago. And JLo is two months out and it's already, you know, on to the next one or on to the old one. The more I think about this, the more I I just go back to A-Rod for a second, which is probably the exact opposite of what the PR machine wants us to do. But I can't help but feel that the alignment in terms of like emotional investment had to be inconsistent with one another. I think that J-Lo and A-Rod thing is still so fresh to me, but we've also had a lot of time to process it in the sense of from the time the Madison thing came out to the time that we thought they broke up to when they actually broke up has given us so much time to prepare for this breakup and understand this breakup and not be surprised or taken aback by this breakup. So I think that the moving on to Ben Affleck or the supposedly moving on to Ben Affleck doesn't seem as crazy timeline wise because we've had time to process this breakup already. But at the same time, when you think about how serious they were, the fact that they were living in a house together, their kids were basically siblings with each other. They considered themselves to be this blended family. And then all of a sudden that is just over and it's on to Ben Affleck. It just doesn't seem real to me. It's so hard for me to comprehend that because it just seems like such a foreign concept, the ability to do that all together. Right. And I hear you very much so. Can I be so honest in my response though? Yeah, of course. There is a part of me where I'm like, forgot it even happened. I know that's so off-brand, but I think it's because I feel like JLo was checked out from the second the first Madison rumor even remotely circulated, that for some reason for me, even though we've been talking about this engagement and this relationship for years now, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's so easy for me to view it as something in the past because 
I feel like she was so apathetic to it in a way, or at least in the way that it was portrayed. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I don't know. It feels that way now in retrospect. At the time after it happened, it seemed like she was trying really hard to make it work. I guess now that we're, you know, officially out of this relationship, it doesn't seem that way. But I don't know. I mean, listen, I also have zero judgment towards JLo in terms of who she dates and how long it takes her to move on to the next person she dates. A hundred percent do whatever makes you happy. I just think from a logic perspective and what we're used to and what we're used to dealing with and seeing with relationships, it's just a hard concept to grasp. That's all. No, of course. I know you don't mean it judgmentally. I have so many questions, Julie. Like I need footage of JLo and Ben just in the room or in wherever they are in Montana together, just talking. Like I literally just want to know what their conversations consist of. Me too. I because that's what I have to know. Are they catching up on the past 12 years? Right. You know, that's the thing. There's been so many conflicting reports since this came out. Not even this. I'm saying like a few weeks ago came out. where People were saying, no, they've been in touch for a while now. And then others saying they really haven't. You know, it's only in the last few months that they've been speaking more frequently. So I don't know what the truth is. I think that they've always been relatively cordial, but have they been doing lunches and nobody knew about it? That just seems unlikely. I truly, I just have no idea. I just do not know in any capacity here. I feel so out of like my own element trying to figure out what's going on here because usually I think that I'm able to understand it or grasp it or get an idea about whether or not this is real or fake or an actual reunion or just friends. And I just feel like I cannot get a grasp of any of it here. I know. I think that's why, honestly... And maybe it's not. Maybe this is just because we know JLo. But I feel like that's why we're defaulting to the PR option in a way. Not because that isn't the case, but just because it's the most easy to digest. Yeah. It seems like, weirdly enough, the most logical option here. I know. I feel the same way. I mean, I don't know, you guys. Like, We're just going to keep updating you as this continues because we are finding out just as much as you are. And this is absolutely blowing our minds. And also I want to post the Sharon Stone comment that we just got. So let's take a break and come back with our next story. Yes. Sure. So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and... Every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. (music) 
In other news that it kind of took a backseat based on this whole J-Lo and Ben situation, it was announced today that John Mulaney and his wife, Anna Marie Tendler, are divorcing after six years of marriage. And I remember we had reported on this late last year, he had checked himself into rehab for 60 days, struggling with alcohol and drug abuse. And apparently he filed for divorce from her about three months ago. She came out with a statement and said, quote, I'm heartbroken that John has decided to end our marriage. I wish him support and success as he continues his recovery. You're a big time John Mulaney fan. How did you feel about this? Were you surprised? I was definitely surprised. I mean, before he had gone to rehab, there was definitely conversations surrounding the marriage and and thoughts of maybe it being in trouble or it not being as great as everybody thought it was. But once he went to rehab, I think that people thought that those conversations about their marriage was very intertwined with this and that maybe after he went to rehab, he would get help and everything would be okay. When it came out initially that they were getting divorced today, I assumed, and I think a lot of people did, that she was the one that filed. So I think the most shocking part of the story for me here is that he's actually the one that filed and that she was shocked by it. Right. And then on top of that, it was his first show back tonight at City Winery. And so, I mean, it's no coincidence that the news broke today on the same day as his show. But I I agree with you. That's kind of how I felt. And that's the sentiment that I saw echoed as well, where it wasn't that people were so necessarily surprised that something wasn't perfect because there were rumors about that. It wasn't, I would say, widely reported. It wasn't everywhere, but there were rumors circulating. But her statement, it really did surprise me because we don't typically see that as much. Yeah, it shocked me. Also, the thing with this couple specifically is that it's not like they were a couple that was so present and so all over social media and always see now and people love because of you know how present they were. That's not the case at all. The view we got of this relationship and their marriage was all from the way John spoke about her in interviews and his stand-up. So it was all from his perspective, which is almost a more intimate perspective because it's literally coming straight out of his mouth and his experiences with his wife and the way he felt about her was so much of his content and so much of his comedy. And a lot of people attach themselves to this relationship as John Mulaney fans because they felt so connected to it. So I think that's where a huge part of the shock comes from when you're so used to somebody speaking about this person and using them in their comedy and speaking about them so intimately from such a loving place. When they announce their divorce, you're like, you almost don't understand where it even came from. Right. And then you kind of get no comfort in that because according to her statement, she seemed almost just as shocked. So your mind is having a hard time processing it. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that he will speak on it in some detail in a very respectful way? Do you foresee him working this into his art in some way? Oh, absolutely. I'd be shocked if he didn't, especially considering the timing of the news breaking and his first show being back tonight. I don't know if we'll get the information necessarily on how he does that because I'm sure there will be a lot of NDAs handed out at tonight's show because that is how comedy shows work, especially when you're workshopping new material. But I would be shocked if at least something didn't come out of what he said. So I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see there. But yeah, I would be absolutely shocked if it wasn't used in his stand-up because I think there's a difference between quote using it and also your life becomes your art. It's the same thing about when, you know, Pete Davidson was talking about Ariana during his stand-up and was basically saying about how she used him in a song. It's, you, your life is, becomes a reflection in your art. And it would be shocking to me if he didn't use it in such a way. And also because that's how you 
process. I think most comedians process their hardships and their trauma by making jokes out of them. So it would be absolutely surprising to me if that didn't come out. Maybe not tonight, although I'd be surprised also if that wasn't the case. But eventually, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's very natural. I just think the term like using it for content makes it sound bad, whereas it's more so just, I think, a form of processing. I think so too. Same thing with songwriters. I mean, it's all very similar. When that's your art, it just becomes one and the same as long as it's not done in like a disrespectful way, which I cannot imagine that John Mulaney would ever have any sort of content that would be outwardly disparaging towards his wife. I just don't foresee that. No, I don't either. Although I didn't foresee him being the one to initiate the divorce. So. I mean, who knows? There's a million things you could speculate, you know, some clarity that he reached in treatment. Who who knows what the deal was? Oh, of course. I mean, listen, I think that most people just wish him well in his sobriety and his journey forward. I'm absolutely shocked that he was the one to initiate the divorce, but I also don't know anything that happened behind the scenes there and anything that happened with his struggle with sobriety. So there's a huge question mark that I just don't have the answer to that most people don't have the answer to yet. You and me both. Well, we'll see. We'll keep you guys updated. And let's take a break and come back with a little bit more Ben Affleck content. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Okay, so this is kind of old news now, but it came out after we had released the episode last Monday, and we just wanted to make sure we could quickly talk about it. This is the whole Ben Affleck Raya situation. So, really quickly, 30 seconds for anybody who's not fully caught up. There's this TikTok user, Naveen J, and she had posted a video saying that she matched with Ben on Raya, which is kind of like an exclusive dating app. And she unmatched because she didn't actually believe it was him. She thought she was being catfished. He then slid into her DMs on Instagram basically sending a very short video saying, why'd you unmatch me? It really is me. And the TikTok went absolutely viral. It blew up everywhere. And there was kind of a split stance because a lot of people were making fun of him for the video, even though to me, there was nothing to really make fun of. And then I would say the overwhelming majority of people were saying, this is such a violation of privacy. People go on this app because they feel that the people have been vetted. They feel that they should be comfortable to be able to be two consenting adults trying to potentially explore something romantic. And I think people really viewed it as just not okay. Yeah, it was very, I mean, it was very blatantly clout chasing. It's so interesting to me to choose like five seconds of fame over a date with Ben Affleck. But I mean, everybody's entitled to their own things. But yeah, it was it was confusing the response to this also, because there were people who were 
also saying negative things about Ben in this case. And I just didn't see anything that really warranted that in this video. He was kind of just confirming himself. Clearly, he knew that based on the unmatched that it was because she didn't think it was who he was. It wasn't like he was harassing her for unmatching. It was just a very weird conversation surrounding this one seemingly harmless video. Well, E! News had contacted her and she said, quote, I'm seeing a lot of comments calling him a creep and I don't think that's fair. I wasn't making fun of him in the video. I was making fun of myself for thinking he was a catfish and it just was supposed to be funny. Which like, I guess I can understand the intention and I will choose to give her the benefit of the doubt. But you have to know what social media is these days and clearly that that was going to blow up and the legs that the story would have. And I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's fun for a meme for five seconds, but then you remember these people are human. And yes, maybe, quote, he should have known better to not do that in the case of how can you trust a random stranger that they wouldn't put that out there? But I don't know. What a shitty way to have to operate in the world. Like, I just, I thought it was fucked up. I, I just, I did not find that to be chill at all. Yeah, I didn't either. Also, I don't know why she thought it was a catfish. It's Raya. It's a celebrity dating app that verifies you as a user and also, I believe, connects to your Instagram. It's not like it was Tinder and you were like, oh, I'm being catfished by somebody using Ben Affleck's photo. No, it was. And it does connect to your Instagram. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I have Raya and I never use it, but I just scroll sometimes just to see. And like, it's very clearly the person because you can't, I don't think you can even get on unless you directly link it to your Instagram. Right. The other thing is I know you say, you know, right, like choosing five seconds of fame over a date with Ben Affleck. To me, it's not about the date with Ben Affleck. To me, it's that if your goal is to potentially date people, not even celebrities, just people, I guess, in this circle, which you can maybe assume that it is based on being on that kind of app, it just feels to me like you'd really be shooting yourself in the foot in terms of future interactions because, of course, people are going to then be wary of your intentions. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, the whole thing was just confusing, and that element of it specifically is confusing to me. You know what else was interesting is that I saw a lot of discourse online about Raya needing to do better. I don't really know what else Raya could have done in that situation. The girl was kicked off after. I don't know what way there is to prevent somebody from making videos about it on a on another app. Right. It's not like that message was sent through Raya. It was sent to her through DMs because I think their whole thing is if you screenshot on Raya, you get like a notification saying, if you do this one or two more times, you'll be suspended and then kicked off. So that's one of the ways that they try to increase security, even though in theory, somebody could just have another phone and take a photo of it. But the like quote interaction didn't even take place on the app. So I don't know what they could have done. The only thing they could have done is after the fact, suspend her account or, or kick her off. And to be really clear, I don't think this girl's like a bad person by any means. I just think you, you, you're you not allowed to do both. You're not allowed to do something that you know is going to blow up and then say you didn't have this intention. There's no way that people are going to look at that story and understand that your sole intention was to make fun of yourself for thinking you were being catfished. It just, when you're talking about one of the most famous celebrities in the world, that's not where people's minds are going to go. Yeah. Like I said, there was nothing in that video in and of itself that was creepy, but it was a complete invasion of his privacy and there was no reason to put it out. I understand that she was trying to like make fun of herself on some level, but very obviously what you were trying to do was have a TikTok go viral and it did and you accomplished your goal in that. But you can't then pretend that that wasn't your intention. Your intention was very obviously clout. There's no question there. 
I don't think that she specifically would have predicted the way that the internet would have reacted because I think a lot of people were making something out of the video that just didn't wasn't there and and didn't exist and that I don't think that she predicted the outcome of but just in terms of it blowing up in general yeah you obviously have to know that that's going to happen. Right. And the other thing that's important to understand is that you set, you know, an age range just like on any dating app. So it's not like it was just a one-sided thing. She clearly had him in her age range and she clearly chose to click accept as well. You know, they both had to match with each other. So at one point she was into this and excited about it. And I understand she's upset that her date with Ben Affleck was lost. But to me, I can't help but think about those future encounters because nothing bad even happened with this and it was exposed. So imagine if you're somebody who's in the public eye and you maybe want to begin a relationship with her, you have in the back of your mind, well, what happens if it goes bad? How can I trust that it won't all be exposed? Which I guess is a fear that you have anyway. And some people could maybe call it paranoia, but then this brings that into existence. So I don't know. I just, I wasn't down for it. And honest to God, I mean, I feel like, you know, creepiness is something that can be felt. And to me personally, there was nothing about it that felt creepy. I thought it was kind of hot. I think I'm telling you, Julie, like I'm, I said last week, I think he's so hot. You said, you said last week that you got it back after having lost it. Meanwhile, you never lost it, but I'm glad that this video happened because I feel like at least you don't have to pretend anymore. Well, you called me out on it and then I agreed. I enjoy calling you out on things like that. Yeah, because I think I don't know why. I Like the internet made me feel ashamed for thinking Ben Affleck was hot or something. And you know what? I'm here to say I'm over that. Not saying I'd want to date him. I'm not saying J-Lo should date him. I, I understand that he has some issues in his life. But if we're talking about his attraction level, yeah, fine. Fuck I it. Think I think Ben Affleck's hot. And- I'm so proud of you for living your truth. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. You're so welcome. Anything else you want to mention about that? No, I think that's it. Okay, well, let's quickly just talk about Lily James and Sebastian Stan in this Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee situation because holy shit. Whoever did her makeup, all the Emmys. Give, just give them all the Emmys. For anybody who didn't see, they're starring in the new Hulu series, Pam and Tommy, and it really was phenomenally done. I mean, we haven't even seen the show yet, but just from those costumes, I feel like that was the best type of hype building that one could do, releasing those photos. You know that Twitter format that's like, she understood the assignment? Yes. Always understands the assignment. I was so happy for you specifically, because I know you have such a connection to her, like deeply. And this was just such a good moment in her acting career. And I feel like you really celebrated that. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I watched Mamma Mia 2 three times a week. I literally watched it last night. So I love Lily James and I'm so excited for her. And I love when the rest of the internet celebrates her for being wonderful, even though we haven't even seen her in the show yet. We already know it's going to be amazing because I cannot believe that transformation. It literally looks exactly like Pamela Anderson. I cannot believe it. I know. And Seth Rogen is in it too. Yeah, he is, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> I, I think it was him that posted it, or it could have just been a meme, but I think it was him that basically said, like, yeah, by the way, here I am, because <laughs> he was getting zero attention, because clearly the, the whole focus was on how hot they look together. Yeah, he posted it. Well, I don't think anybody realized 
that he was in it necessarily, maybe like a couple of people, but the, obviously the conversation was surrounding them because the photos got released and he was like, he posted an Instagram, which was like a slide Instagram of him being like, they are obviously the stars of this, but I am also going to be in this. You know what I was thinking about? Do you remember, I guess it was for her birthday, I think, when Kendall did the Pamela Anderson costume and people thought that it looked really good, which it did. There's no reason to compare them, but this was like the ultimate version of that. Kendall looked so hot that day. Like as Pamela Anderson, Kendall killed it. This legitimately looks like Pamela Anderson. I looked at that photo for 10 minutes, especially the one that she posted herself. And I was like, I cannot even believe that this is not a photograph of her. It looks exactly the same. I know. I know. And honestly, if I'm Pamela Anderson, I'm really flattered that somebody could do me up in that way. I know that her and Tommy have zero involvement in the movie, but still. How much do you wish that Pamela Anderson commented on Lily James' Instagram? I I like completely removed all even remote excitement for it because I think she had made an announcement a while ago that she wasn't because when I saw it, it was my first thought. We obviously saved the post. We were refreshing. And then I was like, this is just going to end a disappointment if I remain any sort of hope for a Pamela Anderson comment. But yes, Julie, like more than anything. I knew she wouldn't. She did leave Instagram and she made a post about a year ago saying that she was leaving. But there was just, I knew it wasn't going to happen. I just like to fantasize about comments. And that was one of my fantasies. Well, we also got kind of screwed this week in terms of celebrities just not capitalizing on amazing comment opportunities. We have to talk to them. I have to have a word with them. Somebody needs to talk to somebody. It's really – I'm telling you, it's like there are some weeks where people, either it's them or their PR team or whoever you want to call it, is really on it. And then there are other times when there are so many phenomenal opportunities that you would think they would jump on and it just wasn't there. I know. It's it's heartbreaking when that happens. Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. (music) 
not that much in Kardashian world. It was Mother's Day. I'm sure we all saw Travis's flowers and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there was a Mother's Day post from Scott to Courtney, was there? Not that I saw. I did see that Chris Instagram story that he had sent her flowers. So I assume that there were flowers sent, but I did not see an Instagram anything, post, story, nothing. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that I was thinking about, I feel like there was such an intense analysis as to the difference between Travis and Scott's post for Courtney and who was going to post what. And like, I obviously get it clearly, but I feel like that kind of removes the fact that Scott is still very much grieving. I don't care how many years it's been. Like, I'm sure Mother's Day is a hard holiday for him. And so I don't know. I just don't want that to be totally lost in the conversation. I recognize I have a bias for that, but still, it's a, it's a legitimate point. No, I think that's a very legitimate point. I don't think it's a bias. I think you just have a, an understanding that most people probably wouldn't have thought about right away, but I'm sure it is a very difficult holiday for him. And also, I don't think this is a situation where just because he didn't post it doesn't mean that he's not thankful that Courtney is the mother of his kids. He's obviously so thankful. He obviously thinks she's such an amazing mother. He had posted for her birthday very recently. I just think this is something where he didn't want to post and therefore he didn't have to. Very much so. And I think we're starting to get away from that now. We're starting to get to the point where like it's seeming less and less weird. Like the way that people felt when they were holding their breath, all of us included, for her birthday, wondering if he was going to post something for her birthday, I feel like that has lessened a little bit with the Mother's Day post and I think will continue to lessen with every holiday. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I just want to I just want to get to the point with them where we see them co-parenting again the way that we were because I think that would be very comforting for everybody to not have to worry about or place so much emphasis on the, is he going to post? Is he going to post for this holiday? Is he going to post for birthday? Is he going to send her something? I think that if people saw more signs of everything is okay, they're co-parenting together, then people wouldn't place that kind of emphasis on it. But maybe they aren't at a place where they can be together like that yet. I don't know. We haven't had a ton of family events though. I'm I'm curious if he was at Sam's birthday party actually. Let's also say this is going to change once we see how the entire season plays out. Because right now we're in like potentially the worst part of the show as it applies to have feeling any sort of comfort about Scott and Courtney's current standing. Like that did not leave everyone on a note where they can feel confident that things are good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I don't know. Uh, anything else, Kardashians? I mean, it was a pretty slow week. Yeah, it was slow – I think Kylie and Travis are probably getting back together or are back together. You saw the date with them, Kendall, Devin, and Justin and Haley, right? Imagine just sitting at catch and looking over and seeing the six of them at a table together. Listen, there are spottings and then there are spottings. That is a fucking spotting. No, that's next level. <laughs> that's like you're in Nobu and all of a sudden it's Kid Cudi, Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Why would you bring that up to me? Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's the only thing that I could think of that was comparable in terms of like, holy shit, that's a spotting. And they had their back room, so it hardly was, you know. I know. I still think the funniest thing in the entire world is Pete Davidson telling that story about how he, how he ended up paying for the entire dinner. <laughs> it's so funny. I just can't imagine being somebody because they had to get to that private room somehow. So either you were walking in at the same time that they were leaving or you were sitting down as they were walking in. And at a certain point, you probably just didn't necessarily believe it was real because of the mix of people. 
I would not have – I would have thought I was hallucinating, truly. You know who we need to get on this podcast? Timothy Chalamet? Pete Davidson? The, wait- the waiter. <laughs> the waiter that served them that night. I, I have so many questions. That is a really great idea. Okay. Add that to our shared note. <laughs> on it, kiddo. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add? I think that's it. I don't know, guys. Weird week. We'll see you on Thursday for the Kardashian bonus show. Isabel and I will see you on Friday for Bravo. And reminder that the ad codes are now in the description of the episode in addition to, of course, the highlighted black owned business. We love you guys. And thank you for listening. We love you so much. 